Maryland or you know, people in Minnesota or Montana, it's a hard for them to grasp. First uh, Thessalonians chapter number five. First Thessalonians five. By, by the way, does anybody know how a lot of the New Testament books are arranged? This will this will help you think of, think about how to how to find everything. So you have, you have the Gospels, all right. So the Gospels and Acts. And then you have the the letters of Paul, and they are arranged. In, in a very, very theological way, meaning from longest to shortest. <laughs> All right, so First Thessalonians is toward the back of Paul's letters, and it's one of the shorter ones, although it happens to be one of the... Uh, they, people think that he wrote Thessalonians first, and then he came back and wrote some of the others. So Thessalonians is more than likely one of Paul's first letters, though it happens to be further back in the Bible, but it's further back because it's shorter, right? So 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. <clears throat> and we're going to be uh, about halfway through that, twelve, verse 12. Everybody got it? When things fall apart at work, or maybe when you want to tell your boss about eternal life after death and not meaning that you want to tell him the gospel? When drama at home tends to overshadow everything else. When you get a bad doctor's report when you lose a loved one, when you lose that someone or something that really means everything in your life. Paul in Thessalonians says this, verse 16, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, how would Paul have the gall to write those things? You know, when we, we do, we've, in, in life we face a lot of difficulty. And Jesus said that in life we will have tribulations, we'll, we'll go through difficult times. But that does not mean that these are commands. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, a lot of time, I think uh, in the um, Bible, uh, and there's a, um, let me get this guy's name right, there's a, a gentleman, um, Emerson Egrix, um, who, I, I know he said that the commands that God gives in Scripture are, are the things that are difficult to do. 
they're kind of a go against the grain for the most part. For example, God does not say, make sure and eat three square meals a day. Right? That's easy. He does say, don't be a glutton, because it's a lot easier to overeat. Right? He, he, does, he doesn't say um, uh, to um, make sure, you know, to uh, make sure you have plenty of, of sustenance at home. He does say, don't steal. Because it'd be a lot easier to just, oh, that looks good at the grocery store, right? Right? It doesn't say, parents love your kids. That comes pretty naturally. It does say, children obey your parents. (laughs) That doesn't quite come so naturally. Right? He gets into, it it doesn't, it's a lot easier, especially... Um, the way that, that men and women are, are made up. Um, he, he says, men, love your wives. In other words, don't treat them like you, your employees at work. It's a lot easier oftentimes for women to love their husbands and men to just kind of exist. But the Bible says, Hus- husbands, love your wives. Women... Respect, sub- submit, obey your husbands. It's a lot easier a lot of times in, you know, for the way that women are made up. They're the loving, nurturing ones. So I think a lot of times God gives commands because he knows they're difficult. These commands that Paul ends up with here in 1 Thessalonians 5, I don't think they're supposed to be easy. These are not the things that, that, are, that come naturally to us as human beings. That's why he makes sure and gives these commands. Let's, I'm going I'm to go through these starting in verse 12, but I want to really focus on 16, 17, and 18. <clears throat> verse 12 says, But we request of you, brethren, that you appreciate those who diligently labor among you and have charge over you in the Lord and give you instruction, that you esteem them very highly in love because of their work, Live in peace with one another. We urge you, brethren, admonish the unruly. The, the word there, unruly, is... Um, does anyone have a different translation? Lazy. Lazy? Idle. Idle? Okay. So it, it, the, the idea, it says idle. It, the idea is a, um, someone who's in the military that falls out of rank. Okay. So they're, they're in the military, they're supposed to be rank and file, um, and they, they fall out of rank and they're doing their own thing instead of being um, in line with, the, with what their um, military um, occupation is supposed to be doing. Okay, so they fall out, they're marching, they, they decide that they're going to go take a, a siesta. All right, so um, uh, admonish the unruly, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with everyone. They may say ouch with that one. <laughs> be patient with the, uh, everyone. See that no one repays another for e- e- with evil for evil. Okay, um, does anybody remember the Old Testament? There, there's, a, there's a Latin word for this. Lex, what? Taliones? Is that right? Where are my Latin, where's my Latin scholars? Uh, right? Uh, all right. Um, eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand. Right? That's the Old Testament. If you, if, you, uh, if you 
pluck somebody's eye out, they get to pluck yours out. Right? Paul. Seems <laughs> like, oh, yuck. <laughs> I agree. Um, but Paul takes one step greater here. He said, it's, no, 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 no. Don't repay another evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for one another and for all people. Is that, is that easy? No, that's, that's tough. If somebody comes up to you and says, hey, you're a bu- 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 bu, it's easier to, to say, yes, you are too, right? It's a whole lot more difficult to say, you know what? I'm going to bless you instead of cursing you, Right? If somebody comes up and and hits you in the gut, you're gonna say, "Okay, come on, let's go." <laughs> right? No, no, it's a, it's a whole lot more difficult to give them the other cheek, right? Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And yes, these are commands. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the Spirit. The, the idea with, with quench is um, if you have a lamp, right, and you, um, you, know, you, you quench the light, okay, um, which is very appropriate for the Holy Spirit. Remember that when the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost, what, what was one of the... Um, symbols that, that you saw at Pentecost? Fire, right? Tongues of fire. So don't, don't squelch out the tongues, right? Don't put the fire out. Don't, do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterance, um, but examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from, uh, from every form of evil. If you um, think about this, I was I was really pondering this because there's there's so much of a dichotomy with this, especially today. Because with with the prophetic, it seems like people, so many people, whether they're Christian or not, want to know what the future is, right? I want a word. They, that's why you have fortune tellers and you know people go get their their cards read and, and all this different stuff is because people want to have some sort of contact with the afterlife. But at the same time, a lot of Christians, a lot of churches say, you know what? They're, they despise the prophetic. They, they, they put it out. They don't, they don't want anybody to, to say anything by the Spirit. Right? And that must be in some form happening here with the Thessalonians. Because Paul said, look, look, don't, don't despise, don't, don't quench the spirit. You know, don't, some people get so much in their head that they don't let the spirit, uh, spirit work at all. So don't quench the spirit, don't despise prophetic utterance. Now he said, at the same time, hold fat and you know, examine everything. So if you let the, let the prophetic work and go, that doesn't mean you just take everything and take it to heart and examine it. Hold those things that are good, right? But abstain from every form of evil. Abstain from every form of evil. You know, I was um, really 
praying how I could how I could apply this because this is not easy stuff. When I'm when I'm supposed to be up here admonishing you, like Paul, to rejoice in everything. And it's really hard when you know the situations that you go through in life. You know, rejoice, pray without ceasing. It doesn't mean uh, the, the the words. If you look at the words, it, it, there's there's no way to get around it in the in the Greek. You know, it says, "Pray without ceasing, unless you're asleep, and if you don't feel right, right to play." It says, "Pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying. Be thankful. Be grateful for in every situation, for every everything that you go through. Be grateful." About eleven thirty last night, I got a call from a, uh, a friend of mine. His daughter called me at 11.30 and uh, figured there was something wrong. I called, I called back and my, my friend is the um, same age as I am. And he's, his wife, I think, is the same age as Ruth. Got four kids. They're just a little bit older than ours. And um, his daughter told me that he is in ICU had a major heart attack. They didn't expect him to live through the night. And so knowing I'm preaching this today, I'm thinking, how in the world would I tell them rejoice in everything? Be grateful for every situation that you're going through. How could I dare to tell them something like that? They're sitting in the hospital in the ICU and, and wondering how are we going to make it in life. Rejoice always. Be grateful for every situation. You know, I think with Paul, he somewhat answers that. In verse 23 it says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls you and he also will bring it to pass. Faithful is he who calls you and he also will bring it to pass. In other words, you can't do it. You can't do it. As much as I would like to say, okay, everybody, let's, let's work something up in the flesh to be grateful. Let's work something up to rejoice. Let's work something up in order for us to pray at all, at all times. The, the fact of the matter is you can't. Because we all go through the times when we're sitting in the hospital. We all go through the times when everything around us is crashing. We all go through the times when we're at work and you would rather not be there because everything else is falling apart. We all go through those times when, when you just don't know if you're going to be able to take the next step. And God knows that too. And I think what Paul is, is saying here is, look, these are commands that 
you can't always fulfill, but that's why the Lord has given you the Holy Spirit. That's why the Lord has given you the Holy Spirit, is so that when, when you can't go any further, He can. Let me just give you a, a little bit of help in this. Um, first of all, um, Psalm 103. But we are. I'm running early today. That's unusual. Psalm 103.14 says this, For he himself knows our frame. He is mindful that we are but dust. God knows our frame. He is mindful that we are just dust that he's put together. Right? And that should be an encouragement to us, not, not an encouragement that we're just dust. Right? But, but God knows who we are, and he knows what, how much we can take before we actually crack. God knows that we are just human. Sometimes I've asked them that. I've said, Lord, do you know I can't take this? I'm just a human. Lord, I can't, I'm not that good. I'm not, not that strong. There's no way. But he does. He knows, he knows who we are. You know, there's a few things that I think that we really, um, the Holy Spirit, um, he, the Lord has given us the Holy Spirit in order that we can actually fulfill these commands. All right? So number one, um, He reminds us of who God is. One of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to remind us of who God is. And what better way to do that than to have God on the inside of us? Right? To remind us of who God is. You know, there's no way that we personally can work this up, but we have a we have God in us, the one who created everything. And the Holy Spirit is sent to us to remind us of who God is, to remind us of his power, to remind us of his authority, to remind us of his love to remind us that He is a good and loving Heavenly Father. And just like this, this scripture I just read, you know, to, remi- to remind us that God is huge and able to take care of everything, even though we are not. So the Holy Spirit is, is sent to remind us of who God is and that He is on the inside of us. You know, when, we are, um, when we're going through those times and we, we, we know we're supposed to rejoice, right? We know we're supposed to be thankful. We know we're supposed to be, be praying and be, be happy. You know, the Lord can, can, can change those things if we know that He is large enough to handle our problem. He is big enough to be able to handle our problem. When, when we cannot physically... Because a lot of times, physically and emotionally and mentally, we can't handle it. Okay, let's face it. But the Holy Spirit will remind us that God is big enough to handle the problems that we have. We serve a God that there is nothing that's too difficult for. A God that is, is beyond our imagination. And if we'll let him, 
if you'll listen, the Holy Spirit will remind us of who we serve and the God that lives within inside of us. Right? So how are we able to do these things? How are we able to fulfill these commands? The Holy Spirit is going to remind us of who God is and remind us that He's inside of us. He also reminds us of the truthfulness of His Word. Not only is God able, but the Holy Spirit will remind us that His Word's true. One of the, the scriptures, and as I was studying this out, um, I know at least one of the commentators, because people struggle with this, and they, they said, look, you know, Romans 8.28 is something that you, this is one of the only ways that you can stand on this passage. It says, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And the Holy Spirit is sent to us in order to remind us that his word is true. God will cause... Now, that's not to say every situation that you go through is good. It's not. Right? You, you're going to go through some really rough spots. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news. But if everything is going great for you, more than likely it's going to switch. All right? At some point, you're going to go through some really rough times. But, but God has said he will take those situations, no matter how rough they are, and he will use those for his good. Now, we may not be able to see that immediately. We may not be able to see that, as we're, especially when we're in the situation, but over time, if we'll let him, if we'll, if we'll stand, if we'll let him do that work of sanctification, sanctification is a, a great big word that means he's making us more and more like him. Okay? If we'll let him do that work within us, he will take all of our mess, all the hard times, all of the times where we want to pull our hair out, all of the times that we really would wish that turn the other cheek thing wasn't in there, okay? And God will take those things and he will make good out of it for us and for other people. He will make sure those hard times makes us more like him. He will make sure those hard times allows us to minister to other people who are going through the hard times. He'll take those hard times and use them so that um, he will receive glory through it. Amen. All you have to do is look at Jesus. Was, 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 did Jesus go through any hard times? If Jesus went through them, you're not exempt. Sorry. I know it would be so much easier if I could just preach and say, you know what, as, as soon as you get to be a Christian, you will have no hard times left. That would be fun. I wish I could preach that. Everything will be utopia. But that's not it. You will go through hard times. If Jesus went through hard times, you're going to go through hard times. Did God get the glory with Jesus? 
Did God take that stuff that Jesus went through? Because he went through more than any of you all will ever go through. And did he work all those things for good? If God can take Jesus was, I know you know this, Jesus was beaten, bruised, and killed for nothing that he did. Not only was he killed, but he was hung on a cross so that everybody could scorn him. You think you, went, you ever go through shame at work or in, with your family or whatever? Try being hung naked on a cross. And that wasn't the worst of it. He died and was separated from the Father and paid the penalty for us. If God can take that and turn it for his good, then no matter what you're going through in your life, he can take that and turn it for his good. If you'll let him. If you'll let him take you through the process. If you'll let him, if you'll let him conform you more to the image of Jesus. If you will just say, okay, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do this, but I'm going to trust, I'm going to, be, I'm going to rejoice, I'm going to be grateful anyway. Because I'm going to have faith and belief knowing your word is true. That you're going to take this mess that I'm in, and you're going to make something good out of it. The Holy Spirit sent to us to remind us that His Word is true. He also empowers us to uh, fulfill these commands. He empowers us. All right, that's one of the things that the Holy Spirit has sent for us, is to empower us. Um, he, he actually can encourage us. Okay, when you are not able to be encouraged, the Holy Spirit can encourage you. I know, um, you know, I've, I've, been, I've preached a lot about revival, and uh, some of you all may have, have seen this, but a lot of times the Lord just will come in holy laughter. Anybody ever been a part of that? It's awesome. I've seen people that, that I mean, they just end up just rolling on the floor belly laughing and they once and, and at the same time what God does is he heals them whether that's physically or emotionally or you know taking all these past hurts and they get up and they're a totally different person how the Holy Spirit had them rejoice he empowers us to do these things we don't have it in us to rejoice we don't have it in us to pray we don't have it in us to, to be grateful. But if we'll let the Holy Spirit empower us, He will empower us to do those things. But you've got to let Him. I believe that's one of the reasons that, that Paul says, don't quench the Spirit. Right after that. Don't quench the Spirit. And don't, let the, don't, don't quench the prophetic either. Because the prophetic will oftentimes... Help that to happen as well. Right? 
He'll empower us to, um, to rejoice and to be grateful. So he, he encourages us. Well, we need encouragement. There's a, there's a passage in 1 Corinthians 14 that's talking about praying in the Spirit. And it says that it builds the person up. It edifies them. Some people say, well, that's not good. They shouldn't be edified. I need all the edification I can get. <laughs> right? How is that? Because you're connecting with the Holy Spirit and He edifies you. Right? If you need to be edified, pray in the Spirit. Remember, number one was His word's true. Right? Be, you know, pray in the Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit edify you. Um, he also... Uh, gives grace. He gives grace to us. You know, it's one of the things that um, the gifts. It's uh, the gift is is grace. He gives grace. You know, a lot of times that we we just can't. Um, we don't feel like we can do these things, but the what we need is is grace. To to realize that. Number one, yes, you can. Or, you know what, we've messed up and sometimes, sometimes we have put ourselves into those bad situations. And you're praying, Lord, give me a crop failure, please. You know what I'm saying? You've sown bad seed and you're getting the bad seed. And you're saying, Lord, please can I have a crop failure on this one? But that's what the Holy Spirit will do is if you will, if you will realize that Okay, look, I'm in this situation, but I need grace. I need mercy. Because a lot of times that's what we need when we're in that bad situation. We need grace and mercy. And you know what? If there's nothing else you can be thankful and rejoice about, rejoice and be thankful for the grace and mercy that God gives to you in that situation. Especially if it's a situation that you've brought about by yourself. Lord, please thank you for the grace and mercy. Thank you that I, I, I may be up to debt to my eyeballs and I don't know how I'm going to pay everything, but Lord, would you give me grace and you've given me grace here and you've given me mercy here and you've given, Lord, I know you're going to keep giving me grace. Right? He'll give you grace. And then he will, I, I touched on this, he'll empower you. He will empower you. A lot of times we don't feel like giving thanks. We don't feel like rejoicing. But if you'll start, he'll take over. If you'll start, he'll take over. What I mean is, you can be down in the dumps. You can be saying, I, I want to quit. I'm going to quit. Not I want to, I'm going to. I'm going to quit everything. I'm going to quit my family. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to quit. I'm going to, I'm, it's, it's done. I'm, I'm out of here, Lord. I'm gone. But you know what? If, the, if you will start in all that and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to thank you for this. Lord, thank you that I'm alive. Thank you that you have given me breath today. Thank you that I had food this morning. Thank you that, you, that I am not frozen to death. I had a bed to sleep in last night. Thank you that you have given me a vehicle that if I want to leave town, I can. Right? 
you, you, you may not be there yet. Lord, thank you for uh, giving me... Ex and you know what? He will empower you and begin to take over and start showing you those different things that you can be grateful for. But you need to let him. You need to let him empower you to do these things, to rejoice always, to pray. So the, the, the um, pray without ceasing. That's a, that's a tough one. And what, what, people, what people say here uh, is two things. Number one, they say, okay, this is a little bit hyperbole. It means he's, uh, he's uh, saying something that's really, you, you, it, it, it stretches. You know, you can't quite actually get there. It's, it's like saying, um, uh, you know, you take one of those really old Cadillacs, you know, from the 1950s, and says, that thing's as big as a house. Well, it almost is. <laughs> so that's a little bit hyperbole, right? So he, he's stretching it a little bit. A lot of people say, you know, this is an attitude of prayer, that you need to have this attitude of prayer all the time. How, are, you, are you just saying, okay, God, I'm going to give you from 7 o'clock to 7.10 in the morning. That's it. If you have anything to say, you better make it quick. Right? Or are you living in this attitude of prayer where you're constantly talking to the Lord? Are you saying, okay, Lord, you know what? And by the way, please do dedicate some time. Okay? <laughs> I've been, in, I've been there before where I'm like, okay, I, I talk to the Lord all the time. But when you don't have the dedicated time, it's a lot more difficult to listen. All right? So do dedicate a chunk of time, whether that's the 10 minutes or whether it's the 30 or an hour or whatever. Dedicate the chunk of time. But don't let that just be it. Okay? Have a running conversation with the Lord all day. So you're praying without ceasing. it. And what I believe, too, the more I've, the more I've uh, really tried to dive in deep with the Holy Spirit is you can open your spiritual ears, right? You can be in touch with the Holy Spirit. So you're listening and you're constantly, constantly listening, constantly seeing and, and trying to say, okay, Lord, what, what, what are you saying? What are you doing? What are you, if you, don't, if you haven't uh, learned how to open those ears, um, talk to me sometime. I, I can help you. A lot of it is by praying in the Spirit. But then you, you start praying in the Spirit, you start learning how to hear in the Spirit more and more. Okay? You just start, you start learning. You, you start knowing what that's, the sound of the Holy Spirit is like. So you can, you can actually listen like you would start praying in the Spirit and you just start listening and say, okay, and, and the Holy Spirit will start talking to you. Or as long as you just might be listening and you'll start seeing things. You'll say, okay, I, I know how to pray for that person. I know how to pray for that person. I know how to pray for this situation. Okay, but start having that conversation. Listen in the Spirit. All right? So the Holy Spirit will empower you to do these things. Let's rejoice. As we're going into this, this um, season of Thanksgiving, Let's ask the Holy Spirit for his help. Each one of us. I don't, know, I don't know what your Thanksgiving looks like. I don't know if you're going to be getting together with family or if 
uh, getting together with family is, is a difficult thing. I don't know if you will um, have lots on the table or have little on the table. I don't know that if, um, you know, I, I know there's been Thanksgivings that I've had to work. You know, I've, I've worked all day and then come home and had Thanksgiving dinner at night with the family. I don't know what your Thanksgiving looks like, but let's, let's, let's remain and have an attitude that we are rejoicing in everything. Let's, let's pray without ceasing. Continue to have that conversation with the Lord. Be grateful in every situation for everything. That you, not, that's not saying you're grateful for every situation, but you can be grateful in the situation. Right? Right? You don't want to be grateful that somebody didn't sin, right? But you can be grateful that God can take that sin and turn it into something really good, right? By pointing out bad things to others or by getting somebody out of sin, right? There's a difference. So let's be grateful. More than anything, we can't do it. We can't do it alone. Let's, uh, let's let the Holy Spirit... Do this through us. So, with the, with the few minutes we have left, there's there's a couple of things I want to do. Um, I want to give everybody a, a chance just to brag on the Lord. Let's do this, okay? Let's rejoice together. I don't want to end on a bummer. It's hard, okay? It's hard to do these things, okay? But let's ask the Holy Spirit. Um, can, is there something in your life that you want to rejoice over, or that you want to just thank the Lord for? And then um, when we close. Uh, would you just agree with me in praying for my friend Russell? Um, he needs a miracle because if he doesn't get a miracle, then um, he will be with the Lord really soon. Um, but we'll do that in a minute. Right now I want to hear rejoicing and thanksgiving. So he'll go first. I'm not, I'm not even going to ask somebody who has to go. Yeah, David. Uh, I'm thankful that Jaden's doing much better. Oh, Amen. Amen. Wow. Amen. Yeah, Mark 17, I think, talks about everyone needing internet. Into a more better home over the years. Um, 
also just say thanks to uh, everybody here, everybody that's being called to speak with Judge here in churches all over the world. We'll be in there for the community meeting, meeting with a healthy community. Also, Thank you, Josh. Who else? Want to just rejoice in the Lord? Got grateful, Steve. Yeah, just going further, uh, the scripture talks about being thankful for or being content with food, shelter, clothing, and yet we have so much more than that. Yes, absolutely. Everyone in this room has so much more. Amen. Uh, comforts and, and just all kinds of cool stuff in our lives that we should be endlessly thankful. Amen. Amen. That's good. Thank you. I'm thankful to be here this week. <laughs> Amen. I'm thankful for my honeyness, patience, and encouragement on those times when I have physically down times, especially. So I'm very grateful to be with you. And also, I'm grateful we got to hear from both of our boys this week, which is nice to talk rather than the text. <laughs> yep. Amen. It's great. I'm thankful for the family of God. Amen. Definitely. I'm thankful for God that helps your friend. I see you, all the doctors are trying to investigate with your old body. Thank you, Carolyn. Um, I'm just going to I'm going to try to repeat that so that anyone who's listening online can hear Carolyn. Um, so she's, she's grateful for all the people that that help uh, on a daily basis, and she she has a um, a perspective on that that nobody else has, and um, she can't imagine you know people that that don't have that in their lives, and you know just. I mean, all of us need help. 
in different ways. So, Lynn? I'm thankful for our, our natural born families. God knows who we should have been placed with and why. And um, sometimes it's more fun to be with our spiritual family. <laughs> <laughs> But nonetheless, this afternoon we have opportunity. One member of Kevin's family has invited us all over um, for a barbecue of all things on this chilly day. We'll he can cook outside. I think we'll be inside. <laughs> We're going to see lots of folk that God has worked on over the years. Yeah. And God knew ahead of time about our natural families and how he could work on them through us and have them work on us in certain areas too. So Amen. God is good for our natural families. Yes, <laughs> on that is just that this is the first, it's been three three years uh, since I uh, could get to weather to get with them because of sickness and things that kept pushing me away. But I get to go today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. see all of them except for my youngest brother who lives far away. Thanks, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're good. I feel like a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I think. Go ahead, Ian. I'm going to continue on with that. So I, I'm um, so happy for the people who encourage us, Craig and I, and in our families and our friends, and how we can encourage other people that God puts those words into our mouths to say the right things. I just, I'm so thankful for that. That because sometimes you don't know what to say. I had a friend yesterday who said, I just need a hug and I'm not doing well. And I took a big deep breath and said, the sun is shining. And she's like, that's all I needed. <laughs> okay, because I couldn't think of anything else to say for her except for the sun is shining. And, and you can take that as the sun of God or the sun outside. And, you know, she said, I just, I needed that. That's, sometimes you don't know what to say to people and he will put those words into his mouth. And I thank him for that all the time. And you, you're very gifted in that, by the way. What's that? You're very gifted in that, of looking at taking, looking at positive things and encouraging somebody with those. So thank you for that gift. And, and I pray a lot for that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm grateful for the grace that God has given our landlord to have towards us. Yes. When we were supposed to be out in October and their contract fell through and they said yes you can stay and now they actually initiated with us that we can stay longer um, because it's Christmas and nobody's putting their house on the market wow. between now and the New Year's and she brought up to us that there's no hurry for us to get
even when I'm not always ready for <laughs> this little one, even when God is enough. And God is enough to take us through parenting and loving our children and being there for them as well. Amen. Amen. Well, she's a doll. <laughs> I, mi I miss that age. <laughs> Anybody else? Donna? I'm thankful for Carolyn. Mm. Amen. Amen. It's awesome. Just awesome. So, um, let's, let's, uh, let's pray. And like I said, I'm going to, uh, would you just, uh, I'm going to pray for you all, of course. Uh, but um, I'm going to pray for my friend. If you would keep, uh, his name's uh, Russell Miller. Um, if you would keep him in your prayers, he and his family. Like I said, he is, um, I think he's my age. His wife's Ruth's age. I think uh, he's got four kids who I think are just slightly older than our girls, but like a year or something um, with each one of them. Uh, let's pray together. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you that you are more than enough. You are a God who loves us, who cares about us. Lord, you've provided in ways that is just amazing. Lord, thank you for your, um, your grace and your mercy. Lord, we, we don't deserve it, but you're gracious anyway, and you're merciful anyway. Lord, thank you for, um, for Jesus. Thank you for saving us that when we were dead in our sins, Lord, you, you looked on us and you, you sent your Son to save us anyway. Lord, thank you for your love for us. Lord, that your love is, is beyond compare. Lord, thank you. I heard so many people say thank you for our families, our, our, our natural family, our spiritual family. Lord, that we, um, you have taken the solitary and you have placed them into family. And Lord, you've you've done so well. That Lord, just to give us friends that, that love us and and uh, uh, people that can hold us up and, and strengthen us when we're when we need it, can bring help in in many different ways. Lord, um, you are so good. And Lord, uh, there's so many things to be thankful for, but the biggest thing is is you uh, have taken care of us in many many ways and loved us when we. When we were unlovable. So, Lord, we thank you. You're the one that deserves all the thanks. Um, Lord, so we, we just uh, take the time to rejoice and to praise you for all those good things. And Lord, I, I bless each person here as they, um, as they go for Thanksgiving, Lord, whether they're traveling or whether they're having people travel to them. Lord, I pray that you will um, protect them and keep them safe, keep all the, the, those who are traveling uh, to and, and going going to and coming uh, safe um, in every way. Lord, um, that everyone be uh, safe from any sickness, any disease, any uh, accident, injury. Lord, that you would um, provide in every way. Lord, and that you would um, go before us and that you'd be our rear guard. And Lord, we lift up Russell to you now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray for a miracle. Lord, um, his body, the, the doctors have said, there, there's just no way. But, but God, 
And we know that, that you are a God who still does miracles. And Lord, we're asking that you would, you would heal him, that whatever's messed up in his heart, that you would, um, you would touch his heart and you'd make it work to full capacity. Lord, that uh, I know there's a hernia issue in, in some part of his body. Lord, I pray that you'll, you'll fix that issue that, is, that I know that's causing more stuff. Lord, that his kidneys would, would once again uh, start functioning. Lord, through the entire thing, we pray that you'll not only hold him, but hold his family. Lord, um, for Stephanie and all the kids, Lord, just uh, give them grace, give them peace. Lord, let them be able to rejoice in you despite everything that's going on and to be grateful to you despite it all. Lord, let them um, have an extra dose of your Holy Spirit uh, right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Um, grateful, grateful for all of you and uh, everything that you are both to us as a family and to the Lord and to his church. So um, you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And again, no Wednesday night uh, prayer this week. Um, so we'll um, see everybody uh, next next Sunday. And if, you, if anybody does need specific prayer for any reason, um, don't leave without getting it. I'd be happy to pray for you. I know S- Steve would or, or Pastor Kevin. Or, so um, don't leave if you need specific prayer this morning, okay? All right. God bless you guys.